Hi-dee-ho. Campers. You never say neighbor. I'm thinking neighbor's on its way when you do that. Hi-dee-ho, neighbor? Hi-dee-ho, neighbor. Is that something? Yeah, Tim the Tool Home Man. improvement. Oh, my Does he God. say hi-dee-ho? I know, hey, I know neighbor. I didn't know he said hi-dee-ho. Yeah, isn't that the guy across the fence? Yeah. What's his the guy name? That it, uh, Wilson. 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 Yeah, you can only see his eyes. Mm, there's a deep dive. How many mysterious characters in shows and movies are named Wilson? Uh, the owner of Tom, the cat from Tom and Jerry. You only see their feet. Mm, the volleyball from uh, the volleyball from yeah. uh, Castaway. Castaway. Well, mm. uh, yeah. Wilson. Uh, now we got to start a new podcast. Yeah, I wonder who who acted Wilson. Who they got to play Wilson? This is typically how conversations between us go, but I don't think everyone else wants to listen. <laughs> oh, got it. We have something we need to talk about, and we need to get to it before they turn this episode off, and it is. The how-tos of goals. Oh, part two. Yeah, part two. Got part it. Two. Yeah. Best practices, practical steps. Yep. Like you've done that internal investigating we talked about two weeks ago, and now you're ready to say, all right, I've got my goals. What do I do now? What Such do a do? good episode. They did it twice. Yeah. That's I've, right. I've been to roguefitness.com. I bought all the new stuff. <laughs> I got a new pair it's, of Metcons. Is there a competitor to Rogue in the uh, CrossFit Oh, yeah, there's ecosystem. a lot of them. Yeah, I only of, ever see Rogue. What are the other options? They're irrelevant. <laughs> there are a lot out there, but so there isn't. Rogue's a clear winner. Look, when you have the contract for the games and yeah. the rigs and almost every like, when you walk into a CrossFit box, you're like, "There's not a Rogue rig in there." Like, they make they just make really high quality stuff. Yeah, like, oh man, I'm I probably gonna Reebok. break this. Yeah, <laughs> right. Rest so this would be an interesting debate to have, like um, Nano versus Metcon. It's talked about a lot more than you would think inside of a CrossFit. Just box. depends on what 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 feels better on your feet. I'm mm-hmm. more of an ultra boost yeah. guy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Practical steps. We've got all the clothing. Cool. Get to this episode. Yeah. What do we do to implement these things? Common pitfalls. I don't know. We we usually talk around things that way. Like, here's what you should do. Here's the things that will probably keep you from doing what you should be doing. Yes. And then, all right, everybody. We can do this, right? So let's we can kind of, do it. Yeah, let's go through those paces. So some best practices of how to implement these goals, I think, would be very helpful for me. Most likely, everyone listening to. Yeah. Um, so you've you've kind of determined what goal, what specific goal you have, um, and then you you now we got to determine. Okay, well, how are you going to get there? A um, couple things. Number one, you. you it's okay to have multiple goals that you're working towards at a time, but I wouldn't probably set more than two or three. Um, you just Whoa, want, wait a minute. Two, that is a very small number. Two yeah, or three? Yeah, yeah. Um, you, I mean, you can only focus on a couple of things at once, and if you're setting 10 goals at a time, um, you're going to be really unlikely to achieve all of those. So, uh, you know, I've, I've heard something uh, uh, that Warren Buffett does is write down – um, a list of like ten or fifteen things. I'm he more wants of a to Jimmy do. fan. <laughs> yeah, ten or fifteen. They're almost the same guy. But ten okay. or fifteen yeah, yeah. things that he he wants to do, and then he scratches off the bottom ten and says, "Avoid at all costs," because he really wants to just focus. He realizes if he spreads himself too thin and is focused on a bunch of different things at once, um, he's he's going to be likely to achieve none of them. So he really focuses on five um, at the most. And Warren Buffett is. Um, I would I mildly think we, successful. Yeah, I think we could all agree he's probably more uh, uh, you know efficient and can get more stuff done than we can. So I, I say let's focus on two or three things at a time. So we break it down into a very small number of two or three things that I really want to focus on, and then 
from there, we got to break that goal down into parts. Um, number one, let's give ourselves a timeline. Okay, so when do exactly do we want to achieve this thing? Say by December 31st, 2022, is that when you want to achieve it? Um, you give yourself one year, or it could be maybe more of a long-term goal. Maybe it's two or three or five years down the road. But we got to give ourselves um, a specific timeline that we that we're giving ourselves to achieve it because we got to hold ourselves accountable. By we can't just say I want to do this and never say by when because then we'll, if we we don't ever say by when we're just always going to say, well I'll get that to that next month I'll get that to that next year. So um, we number one we set a timeline for it, um, and that's realistic. It's not like I want to add a hundred pounds on my back squat by next week that's not going to happen so you know we gotta we gotta (laughs) sorry not gonna happen (laughs) we gotta you know we gotta um be a little bit you know realistic with it but also at the same time it's okay to um you know set them pretty pretty high set our goals pretty high because you know say you want to add 100 pounds to your back squat in a year that's going to be pretty aggressive that's going to be tough but if you if you do that, it's going to motivate you and make yourself push yourself. How really quickly hard. do you think you could add a hundred pounds to your back squat, Hunter? It depends on the person. You, it depends on the person and probably where you are in your journey. I would say. Yeah, um, I could. I mean, I have my back squat is a lot lower than it has been in in my life, so I could probably get close to hundred pounds, you know, fairly quickly. I'd say six to nine months. Um, but those last 20, 25 pounds would be the hard ones. Cause then I would be getting to where, you know, I've never gotten to before. If you've already been there before, it's a lot easier to get back to it as opposed to if you've never been there before. Um, for a specific person, I would say, um, a hundred pounds, you know, would be, they could probably get that done in one to two years, I would say. Um, so anyways, you, you, you sit down with a coach or you do this by yourself and you determine, okay, what's a realistic timeline for me that's going to be aggressive but also attainable? And then we, we make that number. For, for uh, ease sake, we'll say um, it's going to be a year from now so or at the end of the year. So December 31st, 2022 is when this goal uh, is when I want to achieve this goal. So then we can break that down into, okay, divide that. If it's 100, divide that by four. We need, that means we need to be getting 25 pounds every quarter. Um, and then we can kind of have a check-in, um, at the end of each, at the end of each quarter, at the beginning of every quarter. Um, so we need to have had 25 pounds by April 1st. We need to have added 50 pounds by July 1st, and we need to have added 75 pounds by September 1st. Um, now, you know, obviously it's not linear like that. Some, sometimes you're going to make more progress than others. Um, but that's just kind of an example of breaking that down um, into quarterly check marks and quarterly, um, you know, rock in, in business, we say quarterly rocks. Like these are the, the things we really want to make down, make sure we get done this quarter. But for you uh, individually, it can be just a quarterly check in, make sure I am heading in the right direction because if you get to the first quarter and you haven't added any weight and we need to reevaluate, reevaluate what you're doing and, and try to figure out, um, something, uh, an, another way to, uh, get there because we got to, you know, we got to get there. Yeah. So I, I really have benefited from this because I don't know if this is a little bit outside of what you're thinking, but for me, quarter one allows me to either prove or disprove this was good in the first place. Yeah. 
you know, sometimes I'm just, uh, it sounds good, but I'm a little off in my goals. And by the time I get to the end of quarter one, I'm like, ah, that I didn't really want to do that. Or yeah, what? that probably wasn't really, really a good goal, which can be like the end of Q1. That can be really, um, a really depressing realization unless you know, like, Hey, we can adjust this. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. Yeah. We can adjust this. Okay. Maybe we're still in the back squat realm, but you probably more realistically should be shooting for 50 pounds or 75 pounds. That hundred was just a little bit of a reach based on what we're seeing so far. You know, being able to adjust your goals and having other people in the process, a pretty big deal there. If you don't break it down into those smaller segments, then you're setting yourself up for a lose-lose way down the road, and that's even worse. Yeah, and that's fine, too. And you can also say maybe one year is a little aggressive. Maybe this is turning into more of a two-year goal, and then we can readjust, you know, where, you know, the benchmarks, where you want to be every quarter and that type of thing. That's completely fine. So once you set your goal, then you can kind of set up, all right, I need to be at this point on these specific quarterly dates and just do a quarterly check-in. And then we got to break it down into, I really like to break it down into habits. Um, So we got to break it down into very small pieces. And these are habits that I need to develop um, to achieve this goal. Because, um, you know, we talk about James Clear's Atomic Habits book all the time, but we are the sum of our habits. um, And, you know, if you want to achieve something, you have to create habits that are going to help you get there. So, uh, for the back squat example, my habit, you know, the habit you need to set is two days a week, I will be doing this squat program or I will be doing extra leg squatting and extra leg accessory and extra mobility. And um, I'm also going to be adding in extra recovery sessions the day after that. Um, and I'm going to create these habits. And you can literally say, these are the habits I need to have, and then create a check, check, uh, checklist that you check off every single week. Um, make sure that I get this done every single week. Or you can have a calendar and put an X on, and on it every single week to make sure you do it. Um, you're also going to need to be making sure you get enough protein, making sure you get enough to eat. You know, you need to make sure you're doing that, getting enough sleep, getting enough water. All that type of stuff is going to go into you achieving this specific goal for your for your getting, you know, adding weight to your back squat. So breaking all what you need to do down into daily components and weekly components that you check off and make sure you do every single week is going to make you much more likely to achieve your goal and going to make you progress, make help you progress towards it every single day, every single week. Um, because if you just set a goal and, but you don't have any plan on how to achieve it, you're not ever going to, um, you're not ever going to achieve it. So you got to break it down into very bite size, one piece at a time. Um, and then make sure you do it every single day. Okay. Let's, let's talk about this. I'm just rolling. I can't help it on these two episodes. I'm just rolling through my personal experience. No, that's good. <laughs> Had so many skin knees here. Um, we, we see a lot and I see a lot of myself actually, uh, good goal, bad habit. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that for a second okay. because, um, this is where it's really important to include a coach or include a mentor in your fitness journey because it is really easy to start establishing very bad habits to try to reach a very good goal, mm-hmm. right? So if you're, if, let's use the back squat for an example, and then you decide because you want your legs to be stronger, then you're going to start running six miles four days a week. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, I don't, I, is that going to get you, you? So you have to kind of reach outside of yourself and make sure you're not accidentally developing these these really bad habits that are kind of combating the goal, right? So you're saying you want to run 
extra because you want your back squat to go up? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've done crazy things like that. Okay. You know, like I, I want to make sure that I can do this particular uh, hero wide okay. well. So I'm going to sit on the bike for an extra 15 minutes after every class. I've like, had somebody say they wanted to get better at Murph, so they were going to do Murph every week for a year. And I was like, I don't think that's the best way to do that. Yeah. But, but in your mind, it makes sense, right? It's, yeah. it's crazy how that stuff makes sense and you start to actually do it. Yeah, so that's that's – yeah, really good point. Talking to a coach um, about this is what I want to do. Um, is this a good idea? Um, I'm going to do all this stuff on top of also coming to class every single day. Uh, well, let's take a look at your job and your schedule and your sleep schedule. And um, I don't think your body's going to be able to recover from this. And you're probably going to break yourself down even further. So that's that's really good point. And talking with a coach and getting something that's sustainable for and manageable for you that's going to help you get get the uh the most you know the most likely chance to achieve your goal um I'll, I'll give an example for uh for my life that i'm doing right now so somebody i was approached last at the end of last year and somebody asked me if they if i would run a marathon with them at the end of this year and that's just something that's never really been an interest of me i've never really wanted to do that but I realized that, you know, if, if this person wanted to do it um, and really it was a really big goal for them, they would be much more likely to, see, to, to achieve it if I did. And, well, I could say, you know, I've also done a marathon as well, which is, I guess is cool. Uh, sure. Yeah. So I was talking to my wife about it, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this. I, t- I said, let me think about it. So I was talking to my wife about it, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this or not. And she said, well, running a marathon is one of my life goals. I was like, okay, all right, well, let's do it then. So we committed to do it. And so I put a plan together for us, and it's basically her and I are running one day a week on Saturday together, and we're just adding a half mile every week, and we'll we'll do that for a while until we get to, um, uh, you know, a point this summer where the mileage is to such to where we need to get a little bit more specific. But first, it's just accumulating the miles because that's the biggest thing is getting our feet and our our legs and our muscles ready for, to be able to handle the the pounding of running that far. So, anyways. The habit we are set is every Saturday we're going to run. And this past weekend I was in Miami and I had to do it on a treadmill, which was incredibly, incredibly boring. Oh, That's the reason man. I go to, you know, we do CrossFit because you don't <laughs> yeah. have to do that crap. But, um, you know, it was just some. I was like, you know, I can't I'm, – I'm trying to set this habit. I got to do this every week. And, and then um, – so anyways, um, that's, a, that's a very specific thing where it'd be really easy to say, I got to run a marathon this year. I'm going to start running – three days a week to get ready for that. And I know that's not going to happen because I'm also going to be working out, you know, five to six days a week. Um, I don't need to do all this extra training to get my lungs and cardio and all that type of stuff. I just need to get my muscles ready. So for me, it's just accumulating miles and I'm going to do it slowly over a long period of time, as opposed to jumping in and say, all right, I got to run 10 miles January 1st to get there. You know, it's much more likely to, um, to happen if I start slow and build off of, off of that accordingly. So that's, that's just a, a, a small example from my life that I'm doing right now. Um, but taking a big goal, which is running a marathon at the end of the year, breaking it down into a habit, which is running every Saturday for 52 weeks or however many weeks it is before the race and starting very, very small and getting those easy wins. Like January 1st was a Saturday. So that was the first day, like who wants to go run on new oh, year's man. day. And so we started, we ran, uh, half mile and, and then go from there. You know, that's mm-hmm. easy. You know, yeah. you, you, 
you go, you show up, we ran for five minutes, and then we left. And then the next week we built off of that. So anyways. Yeah, it, it's amazing how it actually follows. If you're looking at uh, when you're going into the box on, regularly, you think about a workout. If a workout is 25 minutes, you don't approach it like a workout that's right. topping out at four and a half, five minutes. Mm-hmm. And these goals, we're, we're just trying to express over and over again. These goals need to be longer term, long range. If that's the case, then you need to be willing to go run a half mile that you would probably run in a workout at some yeah. point. Yeah. You, you know you can do that, but this is just the start. You know, yeah. We're not going to come out hot and destroy ourselves within the first six weeks so that we just quit and we give up. you got to develop the habit first because once it becomes a habit, then it's going to be a lot more likely for you to stick with it. And then you can start building in the, the hardness and the um, make it harder for you. But that's just like in the gym. That's why we're, we preach constantly, develop the habit of coming to the gym consistently. Come four days a week, over and over and over again. Because then once you start doing that, then you can start saying, all right, I'm going to start adding in a little extra work because you already have the habit built up. But if you're like, I'm just going to start going to the gym two hours a day to get this get this done six days a week and you haven't been doing anything for the last six months – Man, you're not going to be able to hold stick with that. You know, you gotta you gotta start start small and build that habit. And James Clear calls it habit stacking. And then you can have the habit of doing that. And then you can build another habit on top of that. Um, so um, let's do another example. Let's do um, body fat percent loss. You know, that's um, a big one for a yeah, lot of people. Yeah, say you want to lose ten percent body fat over the course of a year, or twelve percent. Make it easy. That's one percent a month. We can break that down into, all right, so what habits um, do you need to set? Okay, there's a lot lot that goes into it. Number one, you need to be working out, you know, coming to the gym consistently at least four days a week. Um, number two, you got to be tracking your food because you got to be at a calorie deficit, but you also got to be making sure you're hitting enough protein because if you just get it at a huge calorie deficit and also under eat protein, you might lose a lot of weight, but you're also going to lose a lot of muscle, and that can really – um, negatively affect your body fat percent. I've seen it happen a lot where people lose, you know, 15, 20 pounds, but their body fat percent either stays the same or actually goes up because they've lost so much muscle. And so we got to make sure we're hitting our protein uh, numbers on, as well as not under, not eating too little. Um, number three, we got to make sure we're getting enough water, getting enough sleep, all that type of stuff. And so all that, you know, that's a, there's a lot of pieces that go into that puzzle that, you know, that's, that's why the Beach Body Challenge we have you know, the six daily habits that we mm-hmm. have people check, um, every single day. But, you know, you got to, if you break it down that way, you say, I want to lose 12% of body fat this year. Um, that can be, um, life changing for a lot of people. It can, you can be, be a def, uh, com- for some people, that's a completely different person. If you go from 30% body fat to 18%, or you go from 40% to 28%, like the health ramifications are crazy for that but if you really break that down that's only one percent a month um if you look at it that way which can is very manageable for most people you just got to develop those habits of doing it consistently and not try to do it all in january and then it's just over by february and you just give up and throw your hands into the air yeah by the way you made a prediction a couple episodes ago that if you're consistent if someone is consistently in the gym and they're hitting 250 workouts they're going to have a lower body fat percentage and mm-hmm. be in better shape by the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. It actually worked out for me, yeah. believe it or not. Oh, seven yeah. years in. Seven years in. Solving the consistency problem helped me hit this this other goal. Well, let's break that down because the year before you had wanted to 
have the best body fat body scan of your life and then it didn't work out that way right yeah yeah i missed it not by much but i did miss it and consistency was the problem yeah and you and and your strategy was i'm going to do extra work right Mm -hmm. yeah i'm going to do extra work help my uh, lung capacity sit on this machine longer or you know which ended up i was i had that in my mind during the the metcon I'm like mm-hmm. oh man i'm about to have to sit on the rower for 2000 meters and then you weren't pushing yourself as hard yeah 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 it's it's easy for those kind of things to so happen so let's I, I think this will be very helpful for a lot of people cuz that's like two years back to back of the first year you said i am going to be in the best shape of my life i'm going to scan in at the first of the year and then at the end of the year, I'm going to scan out, and I'm going to have the best body scan I've ever had. Yeah. And your goal was I'm going to come in, and I'm going to do the workout, and I'm going to do all this extra work afterwards correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you – but you weren't – you would come in one day, and you would do the class, and then you would do extra rowing or you do some extra strength. But there was – a lot of days where you didn't come to the gym because you were feeling beat up and tired. And then when you were in the gym, you were also thinking about all this other stuff you got to do. Yeah, correct. Exactly. Yeah. And then when you scanned in at the end of the year, your body fat percent, did it go up or it didn't change as much as you hoped it would? No, it actually went up. Yeah. So yeah. Because it, the classic problem of sitting, sitting on machines or doing that extra stuff mm-hmm. that was usually like, cycling through 800s or whatever that's so you were doing a bunch of extra cardio on top and then right because you thought you were going to lean out and then you actually put on body fat percent yeah because if you looked at the scan you're like oh my god you know like my the percentage of muscle in all of these areas that it measures Mm -hmm. they all went down yeah (laughs) so so you're you're disappointed by that mm -hmm. and then so the next year we said all right ben just come 250 times this year that was don't do any extra work you didn't do a single extra work you just Mm -hmm. showed up to class 250 times and then at the end of the year you had your best body scan ever right yeah, it dropped uh, over the year. It dropped over a percent, it, and it took me down to twelve, which I, I had to acknowledge. Like, I didn't start this year at twenty-seven percent. Mm-hmm. I did do work in the previous year. Yeah. It just wasn't the right kind of yeah. work. So I'm not saying that I was. I'm dialing in. I'm down to nine or ten percent, but that change of 1% represented a lot of work because it was down in that 12, 11, yeah. and 12 range. So, yeah. So that's a, a great case study of you want you were very motivated and you're doing all this extra work but it wasn't you weren't setting yourself up to succeed because you're setting yourself up to be inconsistent because you were doing too much and doing a lot of the the wrong stuff as opposed to the following year it it went from let me quit trying to do all this extra work and let me just try to be consistent and show up day in and day out yeah and in the end it became less about the body fat percentage mm mm-hmm. I remembered getting to the end of the year, sitting in my high school basketball coach's office at 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And he said this phrase to me, Ben, when you're here, you're here. But Mm -hmm. when you're not, you really aren't. (laughs) So (laughs) he's like, one day a week hanging out after practice, shooting free throws or running line drills or whatever, that's great. But you don't need to just be a hard worker one day a week. Yeah. I need you just to show up every day, you mm-hmm. know, quit loafing on these days or being mentally absent. So I, I realized about um, halfway through the start of last year, man, I'm acting just like I did when I was 16. And I'm, I'm not OK with that in any other area of my life. Mm-hmm. Why am I OK with that here? Yeah. And so it ended up being some very simple stuff, as complicated as goal making can be. There's usually a way that you can batch a lot of those goals into one overall thing that if you just do this, just in air quotes, if you just do this, those things are going to take care of themselves. Yeah, It's hard advice to hear because you're like, no, it's got to be more complicated than that. 
Not really. Yeah, and we've I've said this before, you know, consistency and showing up day in and day out is a lot harder than showing up every now and then and and going going balls to the wall. Yeah. And then not showing up for three you know, it's hard to go every single day. It's hard to develop the habit of doing something every single day. It's hard to track your food every single day, even on Super Bowl Sunday when you're eating all this crap on the you know, but if your goal is to lose the weight, you know, that's that's you got to develop that habit and do it every single day. And so breaking something down into small pieces of what do I need to do every single day to help me or help me achieve that goal or what what do I need to do every single week? What extra th- things do I need to do every single week is going to set you up to succeed much more likely than just trying to show up and, and do a bunch of work on one or two days a week and then fall off the other three or four days a week and then try again the next week and then try again the next week and then, it's March and you haven't, you know, you've haven't made any progress towards your goal and you're like, well, I'll just do that next year, you know? <laughs> right. We'll put it off till the next January. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love what you've done here. Let's just review real quickly for people who are like, man, I'm, I'm definitely going to take this seriously. Mm-hmm. So we started off like limit yourself to two or three. Yeah. Okay. That, that forces you to say, these are the most important things to get rid of the other stuff. Then you're going to incorporate this timeline idea that I need to do at particular intervals, consistent check-ins in the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the in-body scan is a great way to think about that because right. it's going to give you the same readout over the same metrics each time. Mm-hmm. Then after you get uh, past that level of, of commitment, like we're going to watch this for a longer period of time in the same way, then you break it down to micro, the smaller achievable things that are a lot easier for the people around you to hold you accountable for because they're they're just very basic not super lofty like hey when you open up sugar wad does it say three or does it say five yeah habits just break it down into habits i mean and that's why james clear talks about it's atomic habits because he's breaking it down to the smallest piece that's going to build together and create something great and so you're just stacking these habits on top of each other and doing them every single day over and over and over again and then eventually that's going to lead you to this big huge achievement at the end of the year yeah and even at that level there's power in, in writing these things down you mentioned printing off a calendar make a checklist off. yeah make you know, a checklist our beach body challenge is going on right now are online and they have a they have a, a thing for every single day where they can score themselves one to six and you create yourself a checklist where you check off you can put on a calendar put a put a calendar on your wall and make an x every single day there's something rewarding about being able to you know get the click like you said you know mm-hmm. you go in there and you check it you know, you do something and you, you make a little check mark and you're like, yeah, I did, I did it today, you know, and you build those over and over and over again. And over time they add up to uh, tremendous, tremendous progress. One of the coolest things to see on our social media this past year was a particular member who posted a picture of their calendar and then said in the caption, it took me to the last day of the year, <laughs> but I did it, man. I was like, it's awesome. Gosh, I've never been so proud of somebody yeah. because I know exactly what that guy means. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So that's that's happening all around us. So man, it really, talking about this way, it comes down to these three simple steps. We, we start with those and then see where it takes us. And our hope is that a huge percentage of our member base by the end of the year will be able to, we'll all be able to celebrate together. Mm-hmm. Man, I did it. Whether it's the, the, did f- it. the first time I set these goals or the first time I've had a goal this aggressive that I've met, uh, this is a beautiful part of our culture that I did it piece. I actually did it. And we want that to spread as far as we can get it mm-hmm. to spread inside of our, our ecosystem here, which is awesome. Yep. That's so cool. All right, Chase. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Let me call Chase. Let me get it back. <laughs> Chase is like hey. in the, the goal shame over there. I don't know what's going on. Oh, no. I was researching. 
<laughs> okay, researching for outside the box. Researched edition. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so totally blind here. Where are we going? All righty. It's that time of the decade again. Every four years, this majestic beast of an event comes around. Oh, Uh, no. We're calling out one of my most shameful moments on this podcast. Which is? If it's about the Olympics, I am definitely going to be at the bottom. Not the Summer Olympics, though, because it's (laughs) cold right now. The Winter Olympics. Oh, we're not talking about events in the Olympics, are we? Not events. Okay. Good. Thank goodness. But we are talking about sports in the Olympics. Okay. There is a difference, which I did not know uh, needed clarifying last time around. But after my research this episode, <laughs> we're doing sports. Because okay. there's, I'll go and tell you the number. There's 15 sports, and there's about 87 events. 15 all right? sports. Oof. Oh, man. So okay. we're going to have, a, we're gonna have uh, pros and cons. You know, you have less to try and achieve a higher percentage of. But you can't just throw darts trying to guess on this one. You can't just say, ah, 500-meter sprint. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably something. Uh, Basketball. Like Ben tried to do, name every single track and field event. 100, 200, 400, 800, 600. (laughs) So with sports, I I mean, you can't give anything away here. But with sports, what are we talking about? How do... 15? F- figure it out. So man. let's talk about it. Like, so let's <laughs> go to the summer, the summer Olympics. Okay. Track and field is a sport. Yes. Yeah. Basketball is, is a, a sport. sport. Okay. Correct. Yes. Right. Running is a, well, I think there's even further in track and field. Mm, table tennis is a sport. Archery is a sport. Yeah. Correct. Shooting is a sport. Stuff like that. I okay. Think. I think it's a little, so there's a shorter list for the winter Olympics and it's less confusing. So you okay. want Ben to go first and then I'll leave the room and then I'll come back. No, I want you guys to pull out your notes app, and okay. uh, you get a minute and fifteen seconds to just pray you get three. Right? <laughs> Are they that difficult? <laughs> I mean, there's uh, specific, specific, uh, specificity. Yeah, that okay. should that word should not be as hard as it is. I agree. Um, there's some specificity. Specificity. You did it right. Go ahead. Specificity. Uh, <laughs> You know, when naming things that'll okay. keep you from just, you know what I'm saying? Is that, it'll make sense after yeah. you guys attempt it. But I have a minute, 15 second timer. Is that enough time? Yeah. I feel like we're on a podcast. So if I did five minutes, it's going to be awkward. Yeah. All right. So cool. we'll just let you guys fail and then I'll tell you what they are and then we'll get to the second half of Outside the Box. Thank okay. You. Okay. All right. On my go. Runners, are you ready? Yeah. Ready. Set. Go. Oh, thank goodness I cued this music up. <laughs> I'm already stopped. One minute. <laughs> <laughs> and I will not be giving any uh, credit for close answers. For, for close answers, right, you gotta get it right. Thirty seconds.
15. That was tough. So I have had, nine written down. I don't we know had if, fifteen. You got nine? Yeah. Oh, you're such a geek. <laughs> fifteen. Way to go, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm resorting to that name calling. <laughs> All, All right. right, Ben, go first since he didn't write many down. Yeah, okay. I was a little bit confused about the sport thing because a lot of stuff happens on the snow. Exactly. <laughs> so I did think though that when it comes to skiing, there's a difference between the downhill events. And like the endurance events, like cross country. Interesting, you say that. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I listed both those when it comes to skiing, like the downhill stuff, and then the cross country stuff, which would include. Where Please they, say the names you wrote down. <laughs> downhill stuff. <laughs> yeah, I wrote downhill and cross country. Uh, you got cross country correct. Downhill is not an. That's unbelievable. I said you got to get it right. Just, oh, just my name gosh. them, Ben. Just okay, hockey. Uh, yeah, it's you called count. ice hockey? Yeah, you can count that. <laughs> okay. okay, if you don't give me hockey. <laughs> that's my redemption for basketball. All right. All right, so downhill didn't work. Cross country did. Um, skating. No. What? Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, and then the last one I had was sledding, which would include all the bobsled, luge, luge, all that stuff. No. <laughs> Seriously? Okay. All right. All right. This is what I put. <laughs> I got two out of 15. Right. This is what I put. All right. Curling. Hanna Gusla. Okay. Ice hockey. Yes. Bobsled. No. We have to stop here. What, what is the category for those? Bobsleigh. <laughs> Bobsleigh. You're being too particular. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Downhill skiing, biathlon, figure skating. Uh, Cross country uh, skiing. Hold on, hold on, figure skating. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> cross what did con- I say? Cross country skiing and snowboarding. You got six. Way to go! All I right, got so two. You didn't say figure skating. You said skating. I said skating because I was trying to include speed skating. There are different kinds of skating. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, there are. Okay. Official Winter Olympics list. Do tell. <laughs> Alpine skiing, yeah. which is downhill. Downhill, okay. Biathlon, impressive. Uh, Bob sleigh, cross-country skiing, curling, we all mm, got yeah, that one. Yeah. Figure skating, freestyle skiing, which is just a dude upside down, uh, ice hockey, luge. Luge. How did y'all not? I was going to say luge, but I. That's a one-person one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think in the Olympics it's one, but they have two-person ones. Uh, Nordic combined, which is just a – it's skiing. <laughs> it's just put the, together. Boom. Okay, that, right, right. Is that where they shoot the guns? They ski and shoot the guns? No, that's biathlon. <laughs> that's no, biathlon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is – they ski and shoot the guns is a hilarious statement. Um, <laughs> we got to track them moose. Uh, short track speed skating. Uh, skeleton. Oh, skeleton! Yeah, That's the classic. One. Uh, ski jumping, which I feel like that I you mentioned could just, earlier, but he didn't really. Yeah, you, um, snowboard and speed skating. So they separate figure skating and speed skating, and in like short track 
indoor yeah. skating. How do you guys feel about speed skating? I love watching it's that. It's pretty fun. It's yeah. impressive. They look a little goofy with those hats and stuff. Oh, yeah. And the way they have to get real out wide and then tuck mm-hmm. and stuff. You think um, about how dangerous that yeah. is, though. That many people that close together with razor blades on their feet. But Apollo the, Anton. You know what's oh, no, crazy? Luge, skater, right? Luge is substantially more dangerous. Yeah. Like people have literally wise. died. Yeah. 16 people have died in the winter and summer summer Olympics, and I think four of them are luge. Mm. 25% of deaths are luge. I remember when I was a kid, there was a speed skater from U.S. named Dan something. I can't remember. And uh, he, I was, I, was, God, I was probably like six years, seven years old. I know who you're talking and, about. And uh, he didn't win the gold, and I cried. I went to bed, and I cried <laughs> in my bed because I was so upset that he lost. Classic, just feeling so Competitive American. for him. Yeah. He didn't deserve this. <laughs> All right, so second half. This he was, was the- pretty old when he was trying to win, though. Yeah. I remember this guy. All right, second half. Uh, kind of in line with our typical outside the boxes. We're going to really, really overestimate our training. Uh, but you... Dan Jansen. A- there you go, Dan Jansen, yeah. yeah. You, as an individual, all right, so you have to pick a Winter Olympics sport, okay, you don't, we don't have to get so detailed as to go into the events and stuff. Um, you got to pick a sport that you feel like you could take four years and really, really assimilate and be competitive within the uh, ecosystem. All right, I've already got my answer on this. It's it. And mine's pretty easy. Uh, so if you're like you're one person, all right. So you're hopping in. You're not. You don't have to worry about bringing people along with you. You're just mm-hmm. hopping into the U.S. making a run for it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. You're hopping in with the U.S. or you're you know solo luge, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You already have yours, Ben? Yeah. Well, they, they don't do Olympic He's lifting. He's going to say curling, the, I know. <laughs> they don't do Olympic lifting in the Winter Olympics, do they? Because I'd be a shoe in there. They just lift the male mooses. <laughs> That's right. They, they ski and, and shoot the guns. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is probably going to be a softball answer. Low-hanging fruit. I'll go ahead and admit that. But I have my reasons. Okay. Okay. I'm going to try to jump on and be a part of a bobsledding team. Oh. I'm not going to be the skilled position. I'm just going to be the guy that, in the middle. <laughs> I'm going to be the guy that can like sprint for a whole 25 yards, yeah, and then just be heavy for the rest of the event. Like I'm just going to jump in and sit there and let my weight because I've specifically trained for this for four years. I'm going to get the quads of the gods. Mm. I'm going to get really good at short distance. I wonder sprinting. how bobsledding works. Yeah, it's, it's sprinting. Like keep the, keep talking. The person in the front has to steer, yeah, and they've and got the a, other three. They push as fast as they can and then jump in and put their heads down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they're involved in much of the steering uh-uh. at all. They uh-uh. just There's tuck, one person steering. Yeah, they tuck in. And I think the guy in the front also is responsible for pushing that handle down. I've watched it enough. The to brakes. Where, yeah, that could be a really big problem. But I, yeah. I know that they recruit people to be on those teams that are just ridiculously strong and fast. Yeah. And uh, I, I pretty much meet that criteria already. <laughs> So four years, yeah. I'm going to be Olympic level, no doubt. I think that's the one I would pick, too, just because the other ones are just too far-fetched for me. I've never been skiing or snowboarding or anything. So. Yeah, you have to kind of limit – you have you can't go for things that require a whole lot of skill. Uh, you know, Tia Toomey's uh, team just qualified for the Olympics, by the way. So she's yeah. going to be in the Winter Olympics as after already being in the Summer Olympics. Yeah, we, got, we have a precedent set there. So now, would it be more fun to do other things? Yes, uh, not as realistic. Curling would be awesome because then I would actually understand, as I'm watching all this curling every couple of years, what's actually going on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of curling, what I would like to be great at is the the jumping we were discussing earlier. The ski jumping? Where you're literally, I don't know how far above the earth. 
and just then, flying through the air. Yeah, and yeah. then you you just land in that boom. That's got to be a crazy feeling. I watched a GoPro, uh, a guy hooked a GoPro to himself. Yeah, and then uh, and then did that. It's terrifying to even watch on YouTube. I can't imagine doing it. I'm gonna look that up. It is sensational. All right, I am gonna pick the softball softballs and go curling. Okay, but I want to be the sweeper guy. I have no interest being the dude that has They're to like, slide across the the, uh, the ice and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, and he's also the one calling the shots on like whether you're sweeping or whether you're not. Mm-hmm. That dude's in control. I don't think I can achieve that in four years. Uh, so balancing out a little bit of realism, realism. I want to be the dude that. So you, they have two sweepers, right? Uh huh. There's one closest to the disc, yes, and one furthest from the disc. Closer want, to the targets, yeah. I want furthest. Okay. Yeah, because if I'm slacking and not doing a good job, my dude's coming right behind me, right? <laughs> right? Making up my lost ground. This is going to seem very strange to say, yeah, but yeah. we've known each other for quite a while. Quite a long time. I think this really matches your personality, too. Mm. I think you may be underselling yourself, though, because what you're really good at is seeing those situations where there's some urgency and just starting to yell. And this seems to be a really good it's a loud sport skill yeah. set to have. I mean, I've I've watched these people. They they appear to be very angry at their teammates, but there's just urgency here. It's competitive. Yeah, they're just being really competitive. And I think you, you give very clear directions about how this needs to go. Yeah. And what this is making me want to do is build one of these things yeah, here locally so we could get this figured out. So I'll counter your point. Uh, even more than me being competitive, I like protecting myself in situations where the team didn't do well, but I know I did my job well, mm. which sweeping, <laughs> I feel like it lends itself to that. You're able to say, look, I didn't, I didn't slide the thing. Yeah. I'm just a sweeper. Yeah. yeah. But I, I feel like I'm going to like brandish a German accent or something just to kind of fit the vibe. <laughs> You know what I mean? I love this. Seems fun. We're gonna be able to do this with your with. Oh, you are, you already. I, already said. I picked the bobsled. You too, picked yeah. bobsled. Man, look, you you put me and Hunter Owen on a bobsled. Uh, we're we're going to podium. U.S. taking the. Gold, I didn't though. expect to be the minority picking the curling. There's not a lot of options in the Winter Olympics, really. No, there's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially with the four year time frame. Especially you when, like the skiing or the other skiing. Especially when you've never been skiing before. Man, <laughs> not once. Watching those uh, wipeouts in the in the downhill and stuff. I'm, like, mm, I'm not that brave. No, Mm-mm. like just uh, yeah, curling is also the safest event. So mm-hmm. I think. Can you yeah. imagine the rush? You see these people that hop in like a NASCAR and go a couple laps. Can you imagine the rush? Even if you didn't, if you didn't do the push off, if you just sat in the bobsled, yeah. and then went down, <laughs> just the whole route, and you bank up, and I just mm. can't imagine how violent that experience. I feel like is. if I was gonna do the bobsled, uh, it would it would make sense for me to be in the back as a short guy, because mm. then that that wind is whipping off of me much quicker. Yeah. You know yeah, what you I gotta, mean? You got to tuck in. I also, I feel like the front guy should be short too, right? Because it's like a yeah, steeper. Yeah, he's a small guy, yeah. Mm. You're also going to feel a lot like Spider-Man with the clothes they wear. So I love, that's a, I love Spider-Man. <laughs> I've owned two Spider-Man outfits in my life as an adult. Fun, fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of Spider-Man, recommend. Man. The new one's good. The episode's almost over? This is crazy. Oh, darn. I was just getting into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've heard very differing opinions about this, and I've seen it. I don't... Now, listen. Okay. I'm not the guy to just hype up Rotten Tomato and Metacritic and say uh, they always get it right, all right? This movie has a 93% from Rotten Tomatoes. 
I don't I don't think it's that good because I mean there is less lesser movies that are in the seventies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just it it is a good superhero movie, and you know Tom Holland does a good job and a lot of emotion mm-hmm. uh, to that character that he hasn't really had uh, as much. Um, not calling him out, just like this is you know. Yeah, if you know, you're listening, hey, yes. we're we're all for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we support you. Uh, I don't. But overall, I had a really good time watching it. it was okay, very entertaining and worth going to see. Okay, my experience was I went with both my sons. My experience was there was just too much happening. Like it was we, busy. We just got a lot of stuff happening here in this in this one movie and. But I think it's because I'm I'm not like a true franchise follower, so everything didn't mean a bunch of stuff to me. It was, yeah, I see. I did have the thing like, oh, I haven't seen that dude since 2003. Yeah, that's how both my sons were. They're like, yeah. whoa, no way! And I'm like, oh my gosh, we got another guy. And who's it? And how many bad <laughs> this guys? This dude are has there? sand. <laughs> yeah, like what's going on here? But yeah, I do feel like let's just acknowledge that Marvel's doing a really good job mm-hmm. with their franchise and all the stuff they're branching out into. Well done. Who's ever, whoever is making those decisions behind the desk, hats off Kevin, to you. You're making billions of dollars. Yeah, and it was worth – I mean, whatever, I will say this also. The movie achieved – I didn't walk out thinking, how much did I pay for that? Like, no, yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, you, you pay for the ticket. You're like, yeah, I, I got what I paid for and then some. Yeah. yeah. And it was my first movie since uh, COVID. I haven't been to the theaters yet, so I need to go back. Yeah, it is, it is a cool experience. I went at like 10 p.m., and there was like six people in there. Good call. Like, yeah. I want to go to the reclining chairs ones. Yeah, the screens aren't as big. You know, and I'm that IMAX at Malco Grandview mm-hmm. has just really gotten my heart all, <laughs> all, all wrapped in <laughs> the, fingers. The chairs, though, make a huge difference, though, I will admit. Anyway, sorry, I just went off on the All right, one. I got a book called Breath, The New Science of Lost Art by James Nestor. It was a good book. It's talking about um, he's just really kind of doing an exploration on different breathing methods and the power of. Did he consult Chris Allen on this? <laughs> really, that's like Chris's thing. <laughs> no, but uh, he did do you know the the box breathing method that Chris does. Um, so uh, it was a really good book. Uh, just talked a lot about a lot of different people who have had tremendous benefits, cured a lot of diseases, um, improved performance, improved their health, all kinds of stuff through breathing and. He he ends with uh, he at the back of the book he has a lot of the breathing techniques that he learned and different different styles and everything but it was a good book um, if you haven't really ever done much research into the power of the breath I would definitely recommend reading it um, it was a it was a quick easy read too so. okay I, the, are we allowed to do like bring it back recommends sure it's your you recommend, do whatever you man. want <laughs> it's just rec- if you're recommending I it, like these rules yeah. okay well the reason I'm doing this is because it very very much connects to what we've been talking about mm-hmm. for the past two weeks but and I know this book has been really important to uh, Hunter and some other people inside of Coyote but Turning Pro is really really good um, it, I listen to it. It's a really quick listen. I like the guy's writing style, and then he, he gets, just gets right to the point on stuff. Turning Pro kind of gives you that motivation to go from maybe I'm just messing around with this just a little bit, and yeah. maybe I'm gonna, going to be serious. Turning Pro gives you that motivation you need to say, no, I'm going to take this extreme step to get much closer to my goal than I've ever gotten before. And if you're on Audible, you're talking about two hours. I mean, that's nice. Yeah, take your dog on a walk for two weeks, and you will have listened to this this book. Huge fan of Audible, by the way. I don't know if you've jumped on this train. I'm mm-hmm. usually late to things. Audible's been around forever, 
But I realize that I have way more time in motion to listen to stuff than I do to sit down and read something. Can you still buy books individually or is it subscription? Yeah, you can. Okay. You can. And even, look, I cheated the system. Uh, I got the subscription last year and decided not to re-up because I had so many credits because it takes takes me a while because most books aren't two hours. Yeah. It takes me a while to get through a book, but they allow you to like, go ahead and spend all those credits mm-hmm. and then let it lapse. So. That's nice. Yeah, you can you can work the system a little bit, but there's so many, Amazon. Yeah, there's so many people out there that are delaying getting like substantial content um, when all you have to do is pay a couple bucks to get a book to listen to while you're in the car or while you're walking the dog, what, whatever it may be. Uh, I see a lot of people these days walking around the local grocery with listening to something. You know, so yeah. there are just tons of ways. We've talked about this before. You can consume quality content if you just have a little bit of an intentional plan. It's been pretty revolutionary for me, and uh, Turning Pro was one of the first books that I listened to because it was very short. Really, it will really change your mindset. Cool. Sweet. Uh, well, see you see later. See you later. Yeah. Smooth sounds.